0: Friends, grace and peace to you in Jesus' name. Amen. This past week, I had the privilege of being invited to a party for a couple of friends of mine who are in the foster care system looking to adopt. And they've had a, a beautiful little baby girl placed with them for the last few weeks. And of course, they've just fallen in love. And so a bunch of their friends and family got together to shower them with diapers and wipes and formula and all the kinds of stuff that celebrates and helps them along in this beginning of their journey. Now, something you may not know about me, if I get within about 20 feet of a baby, I do everything in my power to steal it. Not forever, you know, I'm not that kind of guy, but, you know, just to hold it for a little while because I love holding babies. And so I was able to sort of you know, nuzzle in a little bit there and get some time, actually probably much more than I deserved, to hold that beautiful baby girl. And as I held her in the hot, you know, Milwaukee evening summer sunshine, and I rocked back and forth, and she fell asleep in my arms, and I sang her the same songs that I've been singing to my own kids for the last six years, I just looked at her and marveled. And I thought to myself, If all goes well, and that is, of course, according to my plan, if all goes well, this little girl could be a part of my life for a long time. You know, she stays healthy, and everything works out with the adoption, and her parents and and we remain friends, and another of us moves away. There's a a chance that I could see this baby girl grow up, and what a gift that would be, because I love kids but I know a little something about the foster system, and I know about adoption, and I I know that, in fact, that that very day, they'd had a meeting with the birth mother who really wants her baby back, and the state has not yet decided that she's healthy enough to be a mom, but that could come. So as I held her, I, I thought to myself that it was just as likely that this might be the last time I ever see her, and how weird. And how sad that would be for me, let alone for her parents, the ones who are caring for her. And I don't know if it was just the heat and humidity of the Wisconsin summer, or maybe it was just the exhaustion of having been swimming basically 24 hours a day with my kids at the water park this week, but I I got a little overwhelmed, a little verklempt, if you will, and tears came to my eyes as as I just held that baby girl and thought about, The fragility of it all. About how life is so fragile. How people come in and out of each other's lives. How one day you could be a perfectly healthy person, never had a a bad doctor's appointment in your life, and then suddenly you've got a diagnosis that changes everything forever. Or or a couple that you knew were going to be together for 60, 70 years, and then they tell you they're getting a divorce. It's just so fragile. And it's weird. It makes me wonder why God would create such a a beautiful world with such beautiful people and only to have it be so liable to breaking. To changing. Well, of course, as I was holding that baby, I also had this story from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of John, rattling around in my heart and in my brain as I was preparing to wrestle with it together with you this morning. And as I held her and I thought about the sort of fragility and and, and easily to break nature of life, I also thought that perhaps somehow this story meant something in that moment. I wasn't quite sure quite yet. This last week in the weekly email, I I mentioned, I I know that you all read the weekly email, right? Every single word, every Thursday when it comes out. So I mentioned in there, as you well know, uh, that this is a story, especially in the Gospel of John, that has lots and lots of characters, right? There's lots of different characters in this story, especially as it's told by John, this story of the feeding of the multitudes, There are, of course, the the crowds themselves, the the people who have gathered, thousands of them, we're told, who are hungry, hungry in their bellies, hungry in their hearts, longing to, to hear a word of grace, longing to be healed. They're there to listen to every single word the preacher has to say, or, to be perfectly honest, probably listening just enough to know when dinner is served. But they're there, and they're hungry, And then there's that little boy or that little girl, we're not sure, but a little child who was the only person wise enough to bring a little food along, knowing that preachers have a tendency to go a little long and that, you know, she might get a little hungry. And there, as people were hungry, she was moved to share what little she had, this little lunchbox that she brought along, that she had it to give, and there were hungry people, so why not? There are the, the, the disciples, of course, given voice by Philip, who have a very reasonable amount of doubt about what exactly God can do with this tiny little lunchbox, wondering how on earth even six months' wages could provide even a tiny nibble for such a crowd, let alone this little kid's little snack. And Jesus tests their faith in the midst of that, wondering if they have come to know God's abundance. And then there's all the other folks who just show up. They're just there that day. Maybe they heard something interesting was going on. Not particularly needy and not particularly gifted, but there and able to help out. You know, we'll call them ushers if you will. They're they're there and there's a bunch of food and a bunch of hungry people and they, you know, help hand it out and make sure that everybody gets some and then they collect the leftovers. There's lots of different characters in this story. And my guess is that if you're anything like me, you have found yourself in one of those places. That there's a, a person in this story with whom you might resonate. After all, there have been many times in my life when I have felt like I really did have nothing to give. I was exhausted or hurting or or heartbroken, lonely I didn't have anything to offer. All I needed was just a a word of grace, a word of welcome, a word of forgiveness, a word of life. And there have been other times in my life when I have had just enough or maybe even more. When I have been encountered by God's abundant and amazing grace, I have been privileged or resourced or blessed, if you will, with Enough or more to be able to let it pour out, to be of service, to share what I have, some of my energy, some of my time, some of my resources to help life be a little more gentle for some of my neighbors in need. There have been times in my life when I have had big doubts, huge questions about the nature of things, about where God is in the midst of all of this, about whether any good could ever come from This, whatever this is, whether it's my best friend in the world who continues to live day after day with a crippling and lifelong disease when he once was so healthy, or relationships that I thought were on the right track that I wonder if they'll ever be healed, or fill in the blank with whatever crisis is playing out on the TV screen or your Facebook news feed, Is anything good going to come of this? How can any of this be healed? There are times in my life when I really wonder, when I I have big, deep questions. And then there are other times. Other times when I have glimpsed God's amazing grace. When I have been met by a promise of life in the midst of death. When I have come to know that God's gift is the world is bigger than the world's capacity to break itself to pieces and that faith that trust that I have come to experience has been enough not only to to help heal my heart but also to overflow so that I can be there to, to be helpful and to give some word of life, some word of hope to some of my neighbors in doubt in fear and there's been a whole lot of other times in my life when I've just shown up I've just been there not particularly gifted, not particularly needy, but, you know, around in the right place at the right time, and God has somehow been able to use me to be a little bit helpful for the people. My guess is that most of you have found yourselves in at least one of those places as well. And the good news, the good news, is that all of those people. Every single one of them was fed. Everyone ate. The faithful and the doubting, the needy and those who had enough to share, and everyone else who just showed up. Everyone who was there was fed. Because there they were in the very presence of a God of abundance grace and mercy, who longs to heal and to feed those who are hungry. And everyone, everyone, without exception, ate. And they didn't just nibble or sip. They ate their fill. There was more than enough Everyone ate as much as they wanted, the gospel writer tells us, because in the gospel of John, nothing happens on a small scale. Everything is big. Everything is abundant. Everything is overflowing because God came that we might have life and have it abundantly, not just a little, but overflowing. Indeed, so important is the bigness and the overflowingness of God that the Gospel writer has to tell us that there was actually a whole lot of grass there, too. I mean, it was just like a huge field. And all these people, everyone had as much as they wanted. No one was hungry. And there were leftovers. Twelve baskets full of leftovers. And the fact that there were leftovers, I don't think is a throwaway detail. I don't think that's just simply coincidental to the story. In fact, I think it's central to this tale that there was enough leftover to fill 12 baskets. Because despite the fact that there were a lot of people there, you know, 5,000, which is actually literally an unbelievable number of people considering the actual population of that land 2,000 years ago. Nevertheless, even though there were 5,000 or more people there that day, there were a whole lot of people who weren't. There were people who had not heard about Jesus yet. There were people who perhaps had heard and maybe had a little bit of interest but decided, eh, they've heard it all before. There were people who were too sick to get out of the home to make the journey to see the healer. There were people who just simply had too many other things on their mind or on their to-do list. There were lots and lots and lots of people who were not there that day to share that amazing experience. But thanks be to God, ours is a God who is desperate to be sure that All, literally all, are fed. Ours is a God who will stop at absolutely nothing to make sure that all those who didn't make it that day to that particular meal on that particular hillside, that they too would taste and see the abundant grace and goodness of God. And so Jesus says, gather up the fragments. Collect all those broken fragments. Pieces, so that none, no one, and nothing would be lost. Nothing at all. Nothing is lost to our God. For our God will stop at nothing, not even death itself, to make sure that all, all have tasted the grace of and goodness of God. No matter who they are, or where they are, or where their journey takes them. Whatever happens with the beautiful little girl that I was so blessed to hold just a few days ago, wherever her journey takes her, whatever heartbreak she or any of her family endures, and of course, anyone who's ever known and loved A child knows that there is plenty of heartbreak to go around no matter what. Even if that few minutes was all that we had to know one another, I take great comfort. It's not enough. It's not enough to answer all of my questions, but it is enough to keep me going day after day. I take great comfort in knowing that she and I are forever held in the same set of gracious and abundant arms. That her life is held together in all of its beauty and brokenness by the same one who holds me in all my beauty and brokenness. One who will literally never, ever stop until all the broken pieces of our lives are held together Blessed, broken, and given for the life of the world. That's what happens, brothers and sisters, at this table. Where week after week, we are gathered together in all our beauty and all our brokenness by one who longs for us to be fed to the fill so that our lives might be marked by God's abundant and eternal grace. For ours is a God who longs to feed all And to gather all until literally nothing, no one, is ever lost. And thanks be to God for that. Amen.